It is Wednesday, July 24th, and this is The Rayleigh. Hey everybody, Adam Giardino with you, and Scranton Wilkesbury comes off a day off Monday, and yesterday they come away with a resounding victory over the Columbus Clippers. 11-6, Scranton Wilkesbury came away with the win, and they did so using the power bats. Six home runs for Scranton Wilkesbury yesterday. Let's dive right into the highlights. In the first inning, the Rail Riders wasted absolutely no time. Cameron Mabin rehabbing a calf strain. In his first game trying to come back to New York, first pitch of the game, he singles through the hole on the left side. Tyro Estrada follows with a double, putting runners at first and second. Tyler Wade's the third batter of the game. He takes the first pitch for a ball from Michael Peoples, and then he gets one he likes, the second pitch of the exchange. One count on Wade. Check of third, the pitch to Tyler. High fly towards right field. Going back is Johnson to the warning track wall, and it's gone. Over the 22-foot high wall in right field, Tyler Wade's fourth home run of the season, and the Rail Riders three batters in, up 3-0. I've never seen anything like it. Four pitches into the game, and the Rail Riders had a 3-0 lead. The next two men both singled, and by the time the first inning was over, the Rail Riders had scored four times, which feels like a lot. But in 101 games this season, it was the seventh time that the Rail Riders had scored four or more runs in the first inning. That set the table, laid the foundation for Chance Adams and the Rail Riders pitching staff. Columbus scored a run in the bottom of the second. And so by the time the game rolled into the fifth inning, the Rail Riders had pretty steady footing. Cameron Maben, his second hit of the day, began the fifth inning. And then right after that, it was Tyro Estrada. Estrada, high drive towards center field on the way back. Brandon Barnes to the warning track, to the wall, and this is gone. Two-run blast for Tyro Estrada. Scranton Wilkesbury adds two across here in the inning. The Real Riders kept widening the lead, 6-1 at that point, and two batters after the Estrada long ball. It was the former Columbus Clipper, albeit short-lived, in Clint Frazier. Game still bottom four. Frazier towers one towards left field. This is gone. Solo blast for Clint Frazier. Scranton Wilkes-Barre's second home run of the inning. It's their third home run of the game. Frazier's homered in back-to-back appearances against his old club. And Scranton Wilkes-Barre extends that lead with three across here. The top half of the fifth inning. Columbus scored twice in the bottom of the fifth inning, making it 7-3. And in the top of the sixth inning, Rail Riders wanted to re-extend that lead. And so with one out, nobody aboard, it's the rehabber, Cameron Maben. The pitch to Maben. He swings and smokes one down the left field line. If it's fair, it's gone. It is crushed out of here by the big league rehabber. Cameron Maben circles the bases here in the top of the sixth inning. It's already his third hit of the night. The Rail Riders lead it 8-3. Scranton Wilkes-Barre added two more home runs late. A solo home run to begin the ninth by Clint Frazier polished off a perfect night at the plate for him. Four for four, a double, two home runs, and a walk. He scored three times, and he drove in three runs. A couple batters after that, Bravik Valera homered, and for the Rail Riders, six home runs in the series opener. Columbus scored six runs on ten hits, but it wasn't nearly enough on a night where Brady Lale picked up the victory in his second appearance with the Rail Riders this season. Joe Harvey got the save his ninth of the year, and that matches 
him for the league lead in the International League here in 2019. The game was played in three hours and six minutes before 11,555 fans at Huntington Park on a spectacular Tuesday night. It was 10-cent dog night. Buy your hot dogs for 10 cents apiece, and the 11,555 purchased 20,525 hot dogs last night. Before the game, we had a chance to chat with the eventual winner in the game. Brady Lale came in and threw three innings, struck out four, and threw 51 pitches, the most pitches for him in a relief outing since the end of the 2017 season when he was a starting pitcher. So Lale looked great yesterday, and we wanted to dive into what his season has looked like. He was injured during spring training, but then he came out of extended spring training and pitched for the Rail Riders, immediately went down to Double A Trenton, and the numbers for him have been great there with a strikeout rate that's over 13 per nine innings and an ERA that's under two. So that's where we begin with Brady Lale, simply wondering, how has your season been going down in Double A with the Trenton Thunder? You know, everything's been going well. Um, you know, me and Norty, the pitching coach down there, we've been, uh, we figured a lot out with what, uh, what I was doing and um, on all my pitches. And, and uh, you know, and I was down there, I was throwing on a consistent basis. So I was get, definitely getting my work in because, uh, I kind of shot myself in the foot by getting hurt earlier this spring, and um, so it was just that rebuilding, but like getting those reps in and trying to uh, to manage a game a little bit better. What was the injury that set you back to start this year? I had a grade one subscap strain, so nothing nothing crazy, but uh, for me it was it was something big because uh, I've never had really an arm issue, so it was something uh, new in my career that I needed to work through, and um, and uh, you know it, it could be a blessing in disguise. Brady Lale, our guest here on the pregame show. How does the stuff feel? Velocity, just confidence with everything coming off of that injury? Yeah, no, my confidence is is probably better than it has been in a long time. You know, um, I feel like I can command four pitches now and and um, really really stand on the mound confident more like more confidently. But like. Um, all four pitches are feeling great. Velocity is a little bit higher than I, I've, I'm used to, so that's kind of a surprise to me. But, um, you know, I'm still working with two different breaking balls and, and a changeup that's been uh, uh, my, I call it my get-out-of-jail-free card, just uh, something that I always have in my back pocket. So, um, but like I said, keep throwing those four pitches and um, keeping that confidence where it needs to be is, uh, is huge for me. So I've asked you three baseball-related questions, and that's more than I wanted to. Your off-season was pretty exciting. You've got a new addition to the Lale family. How did you get to spend your off-season? Oh, my off-season was crazy. You know, we uh, we were blessed to have a little one, Olivia Joe, and um, you know, I got engaged with my be- beautiful fiance and uh, Caitlin, and um, you know, we're enjoying the life. And uh, you know, back to the baseball stuff, but they've been helping me through this. You know, it's uh, um, I'm not pitching for me anymore. I'm pitching for my family and uh, to make Olivia proud of her. Of her dad, and um, you know, so it's a breath of fresh air when I walk off the field and I can see my beautiful baby and and my fiance, and know that uh, um, there's more to it than a game. You know, so uh, I'm excited for it and uh, working my butt off and um, trying to support my family. What's her personality like? Uh, I know she's got her looks from her mom because she's beautiful, <laughs> but she's definitely got the personality like her dad. She's a little crazy, and um, right now she's at that, that mode that we can't take our eyes away from her because she'll be rolling down the stairs here quick or falling <laughs> off bed. So, um, but she's growing up, and she's beautiful as ever, and uh, I'm truly blessed. Brady Lale, our guest here on the pregame show, and as we talk about your offseason, that makes – you're bouncing from level to level this season a little bit 
more, I guess, weighing on you. I'm sure that every time you get called up or, or transferred to a different level, there's that extra layer now that you've got to worry about. So how has that part been to deal with? Uh, it's been something new. You know, we've been taking on these challenges of, uh, you know, starting in uh, extended because I got hurt to going up to Scranton, back down to Trenton. Um, but they've been so supportive with it. And uh, Olivia's just getting used to living out of hotel rooms, you know. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but they've been so supportive. Right now they're back home. And um, so this transition was pretty easy. And uh, we're just excited to keep the ball rolling here this year and, and stay healthy and have them out here pretty soon. And the last question I'll ask you, I think I already know the answer to this, but um, how much video game time do you get now that you're a father? <laughs> oh, oh, man, uh, not as much as I want to, I'll tell you that. Uh, anytime I put her to sleep, I'm trying to plug my PlayStation in and play, and then she's starting to cry again. So uh, but <laughs> I try to get it in when I can. Right now when she's home, I'm gaming until till I can't anymore. But when she's back, it's minimum. So <laughs> still trying to do it. A big thanks to Brady for being our pregame guest, and a big thanks to you for making the rally part of your day today. Scranton, Wilkesbury, and Columbus. They've got a 7.05 first pitch at Huntington Park here in Columbus, the middle game of a three-game set. Rail Riders throw right-hander Brody Kerner on the mound. He goes up against right-hander Xiao Ching Chang. Pre-game coverage begins at 6.35 on the Rail Riders radio network, the TuneIn Radio app, and on the MILB first pitch app as well. I'm Adam Giardino. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Giardino, G-I-A-R-D-I-N-O. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later tonight.